yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. So we begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the Throwin' Independent.ie's GA podcast. I'm Will Slattery and we have a great All-Ireland Ladies Football Final Review show today. Dublin won their first title since 2010 and will be joined on the line in just a moment by player of the match, Noel Healy. But first, I'm joined in studio by GA correspondent Jackie Cahill. Jackie, Dublin obviously played in three finals before uh, yesterday, losing to Cork on each occasion very narrowly. Why do you think this time around they were able to get over the line? Uh, well, look, I've, I've obviously followed Noel and the fortunes of those Dublin ladies over the last number of years. Um, well, back to the mid-2000s onwards, and then Noel and her crew came along a little bit later than that. Uh, lost the last three finals, obviously, against a very, 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 very good Cork team, but were, weren't that far away at all. Um, Gregory McGonagall did some serious work with Dublin, getting them to three finals. But I think Mick Bohan has come in and he's he's stamped his authority all over this setup. And uh, the age profile of the team is really good. And obviously, maybe Noel will be in a position to expand on it a little bit further. But a lot of hurt and obviously desire to, to get the job done and, and get that first title in, in seven years. And they delivered in style yesterday. Yeah, Noel, I suppose a lot of people were probably expecting you and Cork to maybe play in a fourth straight final. When they were eliminated, did you feel maybe almost a bit of added pressure then to finally go and claim that victory? Um, no, not really. I think the way the, the championship had set out from the start, we kind of expected to actually meet Cork in a quarterfinal or a yeah. semifinal because we obviously played Munster. Um, so we, we never really expected to meet them in a final. Um, you know, we obviously watched the, the Mayo-Cork game. You know, Mayo were fantastic in that, in that game as well in the Donegal game so we kind of knew that it was going to be a seriously tough game and especially after I suppose the, the semi-final last year um, you know they, they, they obviously had a good bit of hurt as well and a bit of a score to settle so um, yeah no, we knew it was going to be a tough one and I suppose it was an added bit of spice with Dublin playing Mayo they played them last weekend with a great atmosphere but the atmosphere was pretty similar yesterday that must have been the best crowd you've ever played in front of what did it add to the occasion for you? Yeah, I was brilliant. Even like just doing our warm up, you know, when you run out, you run out under the tunnel, you hear that scream, and then you're kind of trying to to settle yourself down and get into the warm up. But um, the crowd were brilliant. Like you know, every block, every pass, everything that we did was just brilliant. And it was coming in down for the last ten minutes, and we were defending into the the canal end, and just like the cheers for every dispossession. You know, you kind of you don't really sometimes the the defenders probably wouldn't get as many of those cheers that that forwards would get, but like. 
you know, the, the crowd were nearly celebrating every dispossession that they got, like it was a score and it was just, it was brilliant. Yeah, Jackie, you've obviously been involved in the ladies' football, you know, in the media role for the last couple of years. I just want to read you uh, something from Eamon Sweeney's piece today that kind of puts the crowd into context that I yeah. thought was very interesting. 46,286 is more people that watched this year's Munster Senior Hurling Final and only a couple of thousand less than attended the Munster and Connacht Senior Football Finals combined. It's 7,000 more than watched Ireland's home World Cup qualifying match against Georgia this time last year at the Aviva. 2,000 more that saw last uh, season's Pro 12 final between Munster and the Scarlet. So a really phenomenal crowd. What, what do you think has kind of helped the sport grow over the last couple of seasons to reach such a great point. Yeah, well, obviously, we've, we've got a really, really good product, Will, first and foremost. And um, anybody, I suppose, that hasn't followed ladies football or, or doesn't get to the games, if they do go along, what they're, what they're getting is real value for money, real entertainment and top-class players, really, really good players. Um, and this Dublin team just showcased all of their talents yesterday, defended well, and then down the home straight, were able to get those three goals to close the game out. So... You know, it was a perfect storm in many ways. You know, you had Dublin and, and Mayo in the men's final last week. A real feel-good factor in the capital as well. And a few links between the, the men's and the ladies' squads as well, which which also was a factor in it. But, um, you know, as I say, first and foremost, phenomenal package. Good marketing as well. Derek Kenevy was in the, the PR and marketing role, and that was his, he, went, he certainly went out with a bang. He's going to Paralympics Ireland now. So, yeah, a lot of factors come into play, but the product is what ultimately sells well. Yeah, Noel, I suppose the product was definitely on show in the last couple of minutes yesterday with Dublin's fantastic finish. I guess in those Cork finals over the last few years, they probably finished the stronger. So you must have been very pleased that it was Dublin this time who were really revving things up towards the end. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. I think when, when Sarah got her first goal and we went six points up, you know, you kind of begin to feel maybe it is going to be your day. But um, we've been involved in some crazy finishes um, and some crazy finals over the last few years. So you kind of dare to dream. But uh it just kind of got better and better. And when, you know, Carla got that last goal with, with three or two minutes left, you're kind of, you're beginning to think this is your day, but you're trying not to get too carried away with it. But uh, yeah, no, it was really special. Like, you know, we for even the whole second half, I just thought we controlled the game really well. Um, I think in, in other years, we probably would have been a bit guilty of trying to play the game with 100 miles an hour and, you know, defending really well, getting a great turnover and then just being a bit healthy skelter going forward and maybe kicking the ball away um, needlessly. So, we kind of we worked it a bit better through the hands, um, had to support players and work the score really well um, this year. So I suppose it's probably just you know I suppose a bit of experience um, with the occasion and with the day kind of stood to us. Yeah, I guess when you've been involved in so many close games and, and unfortunately come out on the wrong side of it, when you're in that second half when they kept it to three points, was there any part of you thinking, oh, this this might end up like the other games? Or be you confident this year would be different? Um, no, I, I suppose you kind of try not to think about that. Um, you know, we just kind of kept trying to focus on the next 30 seconds, next 30 seconds, um, and, and just, you know, not playing, not not trying to think ahead and not trying to think, oh, God, OK, we'll just try to defend this. You know, you kind of just have to play every ball as it is. Um, and, and that worked for us. I think we were, we were lucky to know they kind of, we kind of were able to keep that three-point cushion. Um, you know, when they, they got three points, we were able to get it back to four. So we were, we were lucky in that way. And then um, I think our bench probably made a big difference. They were a big boost for us when they came on as well. They just brought that extra bit of energy. Yeah, Jackie, you were mentioning kind of the links between the men's team. Obviously, Mick Bohan used to be involved in with Jim Gavin as well. Um, what did you make of his kind of, you know, obviously he was addressing some of the comments he made midweek saying they were kind of misconstrued or, or taken up the wrong way. That added a bit of spice to it, but what did you make of the whole thing? Yeah, he had added a little bit of spice and I'm sure Mayo weren't too pleased with what was said, but... Um, you know, Mick, he, I was actually present for, for that conversation and um, look, he did say it, but I think, you know, after the game yesterday, he said, look, I, I've learnt my lesson there and 
I suppose, look, he won't be too quick to, <laughs> to make comments like that again. But um, I suppose he's, he's done a, a really, really good job. When, and he's taken a lot. And I think one of the Dublin players actually said it before the match that he's taken a lot of, it was Sinead Heron we spoke to in the build-up to, he's taken a lot of what he's learned from previous setups into this job. Um, and he's managed the team really, really well. And he managed his bench really, really well yesterday also um, with Sarah coming on and scoring two goals. Han O'Neill made an impact, Molly Lamb, and even when Dublin lost Sinead Finnegan earlier on in the match, they had defensive reinforcements to call upon as well. And, um, you know, Noel is on the phone with us, and I thought she had a phenomenal game yesterday. Didn't score, but created two goals and just covered absolutely every blade of grass. So, in terms of delivering an All Ireland performance and winning in style, it, w it was something to behold from Dublin. But Mick, I'm sure, look, with the benefit of hindsight, he'd probably think to himself, Probably shouldn't have said that, but um, yeah, as you say, it did add a bit of spice to it, all right. Yeah, Noel, obviously, Gregory did so much great work with the team. What did Mick maybe add this year, a little bit of extra to kind of help the team get over the line? Uh, I suppose he, he brought in a really unbelievable um, management squad um, with him. You know, Ken Robinson, our strength conditioning coach, um, was just, he just had us in unbelievable shape. And I think we were really lucky um, coming into it. We didn't really have any um, major injury concerns. Obviously, losing to Shane Finnegan was, was unfortunate, but, um, you know, and then he, he brought in the right people. Uh, Neve McAvoy, Sir Farley, and Elaine Kelly came in as well, who had been involved before, and it's kind of nice to have that link um, with, you know, the teams that have gone before, and then also just that bit of experience. Um, you know, I've, I've played club with Elaine Kelly, but to have her as a cool head on the sideline, just giving a little bit of information um, was brilliant. But uh, Mick himself, like, his style of coaching is just fantastic. Like, obviously, we said before, he focused on the skills, and I think you could see her you know, that yesterday between like, you know, just ball going to hands and, you know, keeping keeping the ball in the tackle. But um he just he he, he came in, in, in January and, and over and December with kind of a message, you know, three simple things and he just kept reiterating that, reiterating that, reiterating that, reiterating that over and over and over again. And when we were going into Pro Park with the same thing that he was saying over again. And I think we knew that if we kept that style of football that he wanted us to play, um, you know, we we'd 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 run out winners, even if it was tight coming to the last few minutes, we kinda knew our conditioning combined with our bench and then as well just that side of play that we'd be able to kind of grind it out and grind it away and I don't think we expected it to be as emphatic as it was but um, you know we were delighted Yeah and part of the reason for the emphatic nature of the win was the boost they got off the bench like I know a lot of is made of Jim Gavin's bench but yeah. the bench was pretty strong yesterday as well Sarah McCaffrey Jack's sister obviously with two really important goals Yeah and defensively yeah. as well they had Fiona Hudson as well and Deirdre Murphy um uh, as well, uh, Noel were, were big players because obviously losing a player like Sinead Finnegan could derail the team, but you cope very well with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose Sinead had kind of the job going in to, to, to take Cora. So when she went off, yeah, you know, it could have derailed us. But um, I thought Leah Caffrey and uh, Neve Collins and the whole defensive mm. unit were phenomenal. And then obviously Dee Murphy just slotted in. She was just, you know, unbelievable. What's in phase, I suppose she's lucky that she had the experience from last year. Um, coming in and you know the girls just took their chance I was delighted for um, Sarah she was just flying in the earlier part of the of the, the summer she had a great game against Lee she was just unfortunate to pick up an injury in training that kind of ran on longer than, than we initially thought it would and then she came back um, you know was involved in 1-2 in, in the um, in the semi-final and then unfortunately picked up another injury so you know she, she was a little bit of a doubt last week but um, she was just brilliant when she came on you know she just took her chances she's a strong um, playing and you know she's well able to take her goals. She, she's done it before in, in games, and I was just delighted for her. 
And Noel, I'm just looking at, and Will, we're just looking at a picture of Carla Rowan today's independent, just slotting the ball past Yvonne Bourne. And you'll remember 12 months ago was Carla was on the wrong end of the Hawkeye or the non-Hawkeye call at Crow Park. So it's amazing the way the wheel comes full circle. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we were saying that. I think, um, you know, it's it, it, it being in shooting into that end as well. Yeah. For, I was delighted for it. You know, she... Um, it was probably a tough one for her to take last year, and um, you know, it was all of us. It kind of that whole thing probably was was just an extra layer of, um, I suppose, attention and talking points after the final that we, you know, we kind of just like it was really happy. You know, the girls kind of just stayed away from us. We probably could have got involved and things like that, but they didn't. They just kept their heads down, and you know, it it wasn't the main focus. We said that over and over again, and even you know, looking back in the game this year, we knew that that wasn't the losing of the game. But um, for Carla herself, yeah, you know, delighted for her. it was the moment. Noel, you were obviously involved you know, as a youngster back in 2010 when Dublin won their first All-Ireland. This one obviously must be a lot sweeter though with, with the with the kind of the work that's been put in over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think I probably um, I just come out of minor. We were, we were very lucky that underage, we, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd been very successful. We'd, we'd a really great group of underage players, myself, Sinead Goldrick, Neve McAvoy and uh, Fiona Hudson all played together underage and I think when we came up we we were playing in finals and we were underage and we came from senior and all of a sudden we were in two back-to-back all Ireland finals. We kind of expected this, that this would just be the way it was. Um, I don't think any of us would have thought that it would take just that long to get back to a final and then seven years to win another one. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant. It's such a special group of players and, you know, it was the losses probably you just rather that you were kind of celebrating a few more, you know, it probably does make the victory just that little bit sweeter. And what were the moments like after the final whistle when I guess you'd finally captured that second All-Ireland medal? <laughs> I think I was saying to somebody before, we kept boasting that we, we didn't want to have tears um, after the game, but I think everybody was fairly crying. Um, <laughs> I was looking at photos from the end of the game, and if you saw and didn't know the story, you probably would have thought that we'd lost from my reaction, but it was just such such a relief. Like It was you know, to finally be in Crow Park and just to be, you know, counting down those last few seconds knowing the ball and you know when you're hearing the countdown from 10 seconds and knowing that it was going to be your day was just so special yeah and it was just, it was nice to see so many of the men's team there to support uh, support you guys as well yeah um, you know we, we know we know a lot of them quite well obviously with um, Jack and Sarah and then Dean and, and uh, Paul um, so like you know if it, this is great for them to come and support us obviously they're still on such a high from um, last week and you know their their achievements are just phenomenal what they're doing and the way they're going about and their football um, so it was brilliant to have them there yeah Jackie Jack McCaffrey stole the show again with a bit of celebrating. He did, yeah. Um, he, he was jumping around at the, at the Gibson Hotel last Sunday night and he was jumping around in, in, in the box yesterday in Croker. Um, it was a lovely moment, you know, and, and Sarah and Jack, obviously the siblings from Clontarf, winning All-Ireland medals and Noel's mentioned, you know, Paul Flynn and Fiona Hudson, Neve McAvoy, Dean Rock and you've got Lauren McGee who's Johnny's daughter and then Leah Caffrey who's uh, John Caffrey's daughter from way back in 83 so it's just a, it's a great links between the past and the present and uh, fully deserved and the first time Dublin have obviously won a men's and a lady senior Dublin the same year so great times. Yeah how do you think the team is set up obviously I don't know how truthful Noel will be if I ask her how do you think this Dublin team is set up in terms of going on to win more All-Irelands or adding another one next year? Um, yeah no I said it like you know we, we've been we've been resilient and we've been coming back after losses so we just kind of said that ourselves um, that hopefully you know we'll we'll be able to refocus again like next year's obviously another year um, and there'll be a lot of people who you know will have you know want to come on and, and will you know want to play a bigger part 
um, in, in in next year's journey. So hopefully we can we can push on um, again and, and you know get back to another final at least and um, you know hopefully have success again. I'm sure you'd like a crack of cork. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take anyone. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And just before I let you go, what, what were the celebrations like after the game? Uh, it must have been pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I know they're brilliant. Um, you know, obviously being in, in the the warm up area with everybody was really special. Um, and you know, the few words, the few speeches, and then uh, back in, in the in the Gibson Hotel last night, you have to see your your friends and your family was was really really special. You know, obviously the last three years have been have been tough on on us, but they've you know. They've been very tough on them as well. You know, it, it means so much to them, and to, to be able to finally celebrate with us and not have sad faces um, at the banquet was just really special. She was remarkably fresh this morning. Will I have to say? <laughs> fair, fair play. <laughs> Must be the fitness, Noel. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Noel. Enjoy the day. No, no. Enjoy Thanks yourself, Noel. Take you. care. Cheers. Jackie, there was obviously two teams in this final as well. Mayo, you know, obviously they lost by 12 points in the end, but it was quite close for a lot of the game. Cora Staunton obviously was Mayo's main player, although she did kick a lot of wides yeah, as well. Did, How would you rate her overall performance? Um, by Cora's own high standards, I'm sure she'd be disappointed with her performance, but she still scored seven points, uh, four from freeze and three from play. Kicked eight wides, you know, seven of Mayo's eight wides in the first half. But you have to remember what she did to get Mayo to this final and she stayed on for a 23rd season. Whether or not she's going to go again, that's the big question. Um, 23 seasons, that is That's ah, unbelievable insane. stuff. It really is unbelievable. And she has four All-Ireland medals, but I think this is the one that they really wanted and Noel referenced the semi-final last year up in Kingspan, Breffney, Will, where Sinead Ahern scored a late winning point for, for Dublin and Mayo were heartbroken in that dressing room. But that kind of hurt from last year drove them all the way back to the final. But obviously, they lost by 12 this time, having lost by one last year. So you just wonder what kind of an impact that will have on um, that Mayo team. And, you know, with a few quotes from Frank in today's paper. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously saying, you know, it's, it's, it's the big question whether Cora will, will, will stay or go. But you're talking about Yvonne Byrne as well, the goalkeeper, Marta Carter. And those three, Cora, Yvonne and Marta, very, very tight, very close. So if it's one in or, you know, or no in, all in or no in. So if one of them goes, you can expect the three of them will go. And just as I was looking ahead to next season, do you expect a Cork challenge to rematerialise? Are they still one of the top teams? Oh, or do you are. think this is Dublin's kind of... Well, you know, Dublin are in a good place now. They're obviously champions. They've got that monkey off the back. Um, the age profile of the team is good. I don't envisage any retirements in that setup. Um, Cork have a few exceptional players coming through from the minor ranks as well. They've won the last couple of minor All-Ireland titles. Um, the last few, in fact, and um, so they can that can add to their senior panel. Um, do, but from the outset this year, well, and we were at the, the championship launch. I went for Dublin because I'd seen them play Leash down in Timahoe. Okay, modest enough surroundings and, and a Leinster semi-final, but I was really impressed by them and how they'd evolved in 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 the between league and championship. They'd used that block of time really, really well uh, to get themselves to championship pitch, and they blew Leash away that day and. I was really impressed. They were well drilled. Um, you know, a lot of communication on the pitch. Knew what they were about. Knew what their roles were and how to execute them. And you know, that's Dublin all over. And they they bounced on, hammered Westmead in the Leinster final, beat Waterford, beat Kerry, and beat Mayo all pretty comprehensively along the way. So it's been an emphatic on Ireland win, and they're set up to to win more. I'm sure. I think it was impressive for me 
or what impressed me the most was I, having watched those other All-Ireland finals, it was the way they finished yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because I thought that Cork did have the better of those finals in the last 10 minutes when the game yeah. was there to be won, but Dublin just really put their foot in the accelerator. Yeah, and, you know, you think back to, uh, it was 2014, they were 10 points up down the stretch with 15 minutes to go, and Cork came back and pipped them. You know, and there was a quarter-final um, not so long before that, and Cork were, were, were nine points down against Dublin. So Dublin now know how to win matches. Uh, and they know how to win matches well. And there was no fear, you know, I think what Mayo wanted to do was get Dublin into the final 10 minutes and, and test them and see where they were at. But then they went down to 14 players again uh, when Orla Conan was sin-binned. And Frank Brown, he was talking about it after the game. They had two options then. They'd either push up and take a chance with three points down and go for it, or they'd sit back and see what happened but they went for it, left huge holes at the back and were, and were punished yeah and this might be a slightly kind of unfair question or a stupid question but it's just what do you think how do you think they would have materialised if it was Cork would that have made a difference mentally for Dublin and how they made, might have finished that game out yeah possibly um, yeah you know that red shirt for Dublin I'm sure has been a source of, a, of much frustration over the, over the last number of years and in the league this year in the league semi-final Cork beat them at Nolan Park uh, but Dublin have They've, something happened between league and championship. I'm not quite sure what, but once they hit the ground running in the summertime, there was nobody to touch them. Um, Cork obviously slumped a little bit, and Mayo took them out in the semi-final. So I would, you know, this Dublin victory, even though it wasn't against Cork, I wouldn't underestimate it because Mayo had taken out a very fancy Donegal team, and they beat Cork as well. And Dublin put them to the sword quite convincingly. If it was Cork in the final again yesterday. I'm, I suspect that Dublin would still have had the answers for them. And as someone who goes to a lot of ladies football games, not just the marquee events like the All Ireland final, is is this big crowd reflective of an increasing attendance or interest across the board, or is it just maybe for the big days where it gets? Yeah, to... well, look, I have to be honest here, Will, and it, it was it was a massive crowd yesterday, but we need more people at league matches at the earlier rounds of the championship and right through the championship up to finals day. Final day is obviously the marquee event of the season. It's going to draw the biggest crowd. But we definitely need to entice more people along to, to watch the games um, in the earlier rounds and particularly in the league. And that's that's the challenge. The league final this year, that was a pretty good showcase as well. Yeah, it was. Um, and, you know, it's, it's obvious, what you see in the league, and I see a lot of league football as well, is little clues going into going into the championship. I mean, obviously Cork won the league again, but couldn't kick on in championship this time. I suppose the warning signs were there for Cork when they lost to Kerry and Waterford in the Munster Championship. Um, but yeah, again, that, it's a major challenge Well, because I've gone to league matches and there's not many people at them. Um, I've gone to championship games and there's not many people at them up up to quarter-final, semi-final stage. And to get an attendance like that yesterday, I think uh, uh, Eamon has in, in bold print I think 46 287 yesterday is, is phenomenal and he, he says well, could it break 50 next year even um, we talked about it off air uh, I think a lot again it depends on the matchups it depends on the pairings you know um, Dublin Mayo was a huge game huge interest coming off the back of the men's a week previously it really worked out well yesterday uh, but there was a lot of there was a lot of you know heavy good marketing done by the team in, in HQ over the last number of weeks to get to here. And let's not forget as well, there was four other participating counties across the, the, the intermediate and junior grades as well. So that will obviously swell the attendance as well. But for to, to get that crowd yesterday, just phenomenal. And 50,000, great dream, why not?
Why not? Well, cheers, Jackie. Thanks so much for joining us. No problem, Will. Anytime. And thanks for Noel Healy, uh, player of the match, for joining us on the phone as well. That's it for the throne this week and, in fact, for the season. Thank you so much for listening across the summer and now into autumn. If you want to listen to the last show, you can get us on iTunes, SoundCloud or independent.ie. We'll be back next season for another campaign of Gaelic football and hurling and ladies football and camogie action. Until then, thanks so much for listening and goodbye. (laughs) 